What's up, everybody? It's your Draft Queens, Kate and Michelle. And we are here for another episode of Drafts on Drafts, where, funnily enough, Kate, this week, we're going to talk about the draft. Oh my gosh, it just all comes full circle, doesn't it? We're having drafts and we're talking about the drafts. This is like... This is Inception. This is on pretty much the Inception. The draft queens drink a draft beer and talk about the NFL draft. So should that just be the episode description? Period. The End draft queens drink a draft beer <laughs> and talk about the NFL yeah. draft. Yeah. I mean, that's what it is. So let's just call it like it is. I've been looking forward to this one. I feel like the the draft is always tricky, right? The draft is tricky because that's when a lot of trade deadlines end and a new class of footballers are coming into the fold. And so on today's episode, I think it's worth talking about some of the power players who got drafted, but also like the power rankings of the teams who have shifted around. Because, I mean, let's call it, we can't get through all the players. There's like seven rounds of the draft yeah, and hundreds um, of players. Three days. It's three days. There's no way we're giving you that much coverage. You'd all tune out forever and ever. And forever and ever. Yeah, so we're not going to do that. But we will talk about some of the best players and and some of the teams that were the winners this year. And then, unfortunately, some of the teams, including my own, that were the losers. So, um, but before we do, let's talk about our drafts. Not the draft, but our drafts. What are you drinking today, Michelle? Oh, I am continuing on the path of the upward brewing train uh, with their Golden Ratio IPA. They are probably one of my favorite breweries up in the Catskills. Um, and you know, we're, we're, we're poking into spring season. I will say I still have a few dark beers left in my fridge for just those spring nights that are like a little chilly, but you know, I'm starting to, to go into that light beer summer, spring drinking season, which feels quite nice. Yeah. Hang on to those. Cause you never know when you're going to get like a, a quick cold front or a snow here or there. Yeah. But- especially up here. You never know. But what about you? What do you got over there? So I've got, um, I, I'm still on my same IPA train, which is not surprising, but <laughs> I also went local to where I live. So I went to Other Half Brewing uh, and picked up a four pack of Go With The Flow, which is a double dry hopped IPA. And it's delicious. It's really, really very good. I'm we loving are, it. We are like top of our, our class in uh, supporting local breweries. Go us. Yeah, if we were part of the NFL draft for beer, we would be at the top of the <laughs> draft class, yes. Oh, man. So as overly stated today, we are talking about the NFL draft. Um, I Before we get into it, I just thought like something that was really interesting to me is we, all, we talk about this all the time on the show. I'm not a huge college football watcher, so I usually have to like brush up figure out, you know, who's going to be interesting, who is everybody talking about going into the NFL draft, because truth be told, I don't watch a lot of college football. What I found really interesting last year was it was all like we were all we were talking about was quarterbacks, Heisman Trophy Mm -hmm. winners. Where were these guys going to go? I felt like so much more versed in who the players were last year that were going to go early versus the way it went this year. This year was all about like, defense and linemen and it's 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 just interesting I, I now I'm gonna like try to see if I can you know kind of watch how that ebbs and flows year to year because all we talked about last year going into the draft and after the draft was quarterbacks 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 and this year mm-hmm. not even clo- we're not even remotely mentioning that no 
Because you know where, I mean, I only know that Malik Willis went in like the third round. He dropped to the third round. He was one of the top, if not the top quarterback draft pick. He went in the third round to the Titans. That's how I know. Aha. Uh-huh. So that only reinforces your point that I think the first one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven people to go in the draft were some iteration of defensive ends, offensive tackles, cornerbacks, like defense, 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 and offense protection. Yeah, it's a very interesting thing. I see the first quarterback was picked 20th in the first round. Kenny Pickett went to Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. But there's literally zero running backs, zero running backs in the first round. Zero. It's just an interesting trend that I feel like I will pay attention to now in the future because now I'm I'm arguably paying quite quite a lot more attention to uh, draft time frame. But um, yeah, let's get in. That being said, that was just my fun little antidote of of you know the draft this year. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. something to watch. And that said, I think we should go through. We got to pay pay you know props to the the top five draft picks. Yeah, I think I think we might as well. We might as well. So the first person to go in the 2022 draft is Trayvon Walker, uh, a very small 6'5", 272-pound <laughs> uh, defensive end. And he he went to the Jaguars. So the Jaguars had the first pick again this year. Yep. Um, if we're talking power rankings for the Jags and how they picked overall, they're still ranked number 31. Yep. But people were saying that the decision to tab Trayvon Walker this season is one of the biggest first pick dice rolls in history. Wow. Okay. So I, uh, I, I, again, we don't know much about these people. We don't watch as much college football, but I did find it interesting that they really, it sounds like they're taking a real big chance for the Jags to roll the dice on, on defense. Hey, we've talked so much about the Jags. They got to rebuild on both sides of the ball here. And so last year it was all about Trevor Lawrence. This year it's all about Trayvon Walker. You know, they they have to they have to start somewhere on rebuilding this team. Uh, and two back-to-back number one draft picks doesn't uh, doesn't hurt. But will be interesting to see. I love how you said just a small 6'5", 272. No big deal. No yeah, big deal. Yeah, just a little guy. Just a little guy. And so and so was the second draft pick of this year's draft um in another defensive end another Aiden Hutchinson out of Michigan yeah again small boy 6'7 260 um he went to the Lions and the Lions are also again like draft order by team being ranked based on you know how much help you need as an organization essentially but it sounds like people are feeling that the Lions taking this defensive end is is bringing Detroit on the right track. Yep. I also think it's interesting that the Detroit Lions are drafting someone out of Michigan. So just interesting things all around. Maybe there's some synergy there. And yeah. maybe he can protect Jared Goff because just, well, not protect Jared Goff, but protect the field, protect on defense because their defense just looked so lacking last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think in in reading about him, it's actually somewhat surprising that he didn't end up going number one. So maybe the uh, the Lions got a nice little steal here. There's even yeah. some experts saying that he is a, a defensive rookie of the year candidate. So that's really? not a bad way. That's not a bad way to go into your first NFL season. Uh, obviously, some big shoes to fill, but I think there's a lot of potential going to a team that 
needs help, you know? Mm-hmm. So they're going to be they're going to be looking to him for it. Um speaking of teams that also need some help, <laughs> it's funny because oh, that's God. I mean those that's those are the teams we're talking about here. Um in the in the third pick um was Derek Stingley Jr. Mm, yes. uh in the cornerback position going to Houston. Um, Houston definitely, you know, has, uh, has gone through with their ups and downs over the last season, uh, cornerback, such a, I love the cornerback position. Honestly, it's, it's just, you know, it's the, it's the opposite of the, the wide receiver and, you know, in, right. on the offensive line, you always talk about how flashy and crazy and whatever, you know, the, the wide receivers are. And frankly, the cornerbacks are the exact same thing there. This guy's going to be in the lineup from day one. Um, he's, he's got tons of speed. Um, it says back in 2019, he was one of the best cornerbacks in college football. Uh, it seems like he waited a moment, you know, to get into the uh, into the draft here. Uh, and, you know, going to Houston, certainly going to help their defense out. And he's going to get in there and talk some, talk some smack. That's what cornerbacks do. I uh, I agree with you. I feel like cornerbacks and, and safeties are like the two most underrated positions on the field because there's True. so much fun going opposite wide receivers. True. Now, I'm curious, not that I have the answer, so I'm kind of screaming this question into the abyss, but I am always curious why, for example, uh, why, why the Texans would take Derek Stingley over the, the next pick that went in the draft, and that's Ahmad Gardner to Cincinnati. And just the overall rankings for these positional players, they must just be so close and just yeah. so differential that maybe there's, for example, like, Someone from Michigan going to the Lions, maybe yeah. that's the final thing that breaks the camel's back, you know, or makes it, the decision easier. It certainly could be. I mean, look, the the experts are doing a hell of a lot more uh, research and observation than we are going into the draft. And sometimes maybe <laughs> it just has things to do with the style of play, you know, you know like size, speed, etc. You know, sometimes you can't just look at the the ranks that the the so to speak experts mm-hmm, are giving mm-hmm. these guys it because then the draft like you would it would be so predictable you just go right down the list but it's you know you got to think about how this person is going to fit within the team not just their ability on the field um but the jets as you mentioned uh the fourth pick uh another cornerback uh do you know that his nickname is sauce Oh, is this the guy who had the sauce necklace? This is, this is sauce necklace. A sauce necklace went to the Jets? <laughs> yes, he did. Oh, my God. Okay, I love that guy. He was wearing this gigantic sauce chain. It was, like, all diamond encrusted. I love this guy. Okay, sauce I love chain. this pick. This is, this is your guy. Again, the Jets starting, you know, to, to get some younger blood on the team. Uh, they allowed the third worst completion percentage in the NFL last year. This guy's coming in to a team that really needs it. His name, his nickname is Sauce, and uh, they uh, they compare him to the likes of Richard Sherman. So that ain't too shabby. <gasps> mm, well, the Jets certainly need some special sauce. But I will say, while <laughs> we're talking about the Jets, um, last year when they drafted out of 32 teams, their previous draft power ranking was 28th overall. Um, the Jets really stepped it up this year, so they're now ranked 24th. Not huge, but they moved up four spots in terms of their power ranking this year. All right. People are really excited they drafted Sauce 
They're excited that they picked up a wide receiver in Garrett Wilson, and they also picked up a defensive end in Jermaine Johnson II. So uh, people are very excited for the prospect of the Jets actually moving up and up. I love that. Um, the fifth, well, we're not going to go through all this, but the last one that we'll cover in terms of the, the the top five here to round it out is another defensive end and another New York team. Um, the dry, the Giants ended up taking um, Kayvon. I'm going to mess his name up. Mm. I don't know how to say his last name, actually. Mm. Thibodeau? Thibodeau? Yeah, but Thibodeau. Kayvon Thibodeau. Is that how you say it? I don't want to mess it up. I know. We're, I think Hell we're going to find out when we hear his name during the season this year. <laughs> yeah, because he's going to be plunked into the lineup immediately for the Giants. 6'4", 254 from Oregon. Um, I Again, where, they're, where they had him ranked, I think the Giants you know, got away with a, a sneaky one here. And, and they're definitely going to need to uh, beef up what they've got on the defense over there. So uh, he's going to get in there and do some pass rushing. Now, do you want to hear what people are saying about uh, allegedly his name is Thibodeau? Would you like to hear what people are saying about him? Yes, please. Okay, so they are saying that he is comparable to the likes of Michael Strahan. Ooh. Um, people think he's going to be a real star. Apparently, he's not just a talent, but he's got, quote, overflowing charisma. This is from NFL.com. Okay. Um, his overflowing charisma and they think that they are going to really make him shine in New York, similar to how Michael Strahan, I mean, now look at him, you know, he's, he's yeah. the shining star of the big apple. It's pretty it's crazy. True. That's very true. Well, congrats to, uh, everyone that went in the first rounds, specifically these top five that we, uh, that we ran through, but Kate, you mentioned, um, that there's sort of a a, a power ranking system, mm, um, yes. obviously for for these teams. We talk about it as we get closer to the season. Um, off season moves are definitely an indicator of the power rankings going up or down. Trades, free agency signings, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And now these rankings have adjusted yet again um, after the draft. So. Mm-hmm. Again, we don't need to run through everything. Most of the top five, even the top six teams with the best power rankings have stayed relatively uh, in the same place Mm -hmm. even after the draft. But I do think it's worth mentioning some of the teams that uh, maybe got an A-plus on their drafting, uh, which allowed them to move up in the power ranks a bit. Yeah, I I would say um, we won't touch on these teams like you just said, but the the teams that you're thinking of at the top of the pile who haven't changed at all since last year's power rankings are – the Bills, the Rams, the Bucks, the Bengals, like all the cream of the crop. Um, I think the first the first team that comes to mind in the power rankings that actually made some bigger moves was surprising to me. Um, I would say that the Baltimore Ravens, who last year were ranked number 15 uh, in the power ranking out of all 32 teams, have moved up into a power ranking of 11. So up mm-hmm. four spots, which is pretty impressive. I also think it's worth noting that the Ravens were injured and ravaged by injuries, quite frankly, in 2021. They also lost Hollywood Brown during this, during this draft. This last two weeks. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. But they did pick up, uh, in their first round selections, they picked up Kyle Hamilton, who is a safety and a center, Tyler Linderbaum, as their day one pickups and people are aside from Marquise Hollywood Brown getting traded to Arizona and the Cardinals, um, the 
the Ravens are looking good. Yeah, they're looking great this year. And hopefully they have a better go at it based on this draft class. Yeah, for sure. Hey, moving up four uh, four ranks is uh, is not so bad after the uh, after the draft. Um, it also looks like the uh, the Colts moved up a bit here. So they were previously ranked at number sixteen. They moved up four spots to number twelve. The last that we spoke about the Colts was uh, in you know bringing uh, Matt Ryan on. So obviously that's a big move for them uh, on the uh, on on the off-season side of things. But, you know, getting getting some strong picks in there, um, you know, in the 2020 class, moved them up four spots. Do, do I mean, again, I don't really fully follow every move of the draft. This one I found interesting. Like, this one I don't know if I agree with, but I did find it interesting to hear that the expert analysts in the draft moved them up four rankings. I'm still not sure I'm confident even with Matt Ryan at the helm, no matter who that they draft. But I guess it remains to be seen. I guess we're going to find out. I guess we are going to find out. All right. Who else moved up a bit here? Oh, the goddamn uh, Eagles? Or, you want to talk about the goddamn Eagles? Who or are down. The- yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Let's talk about them. You're well, excited. I, I'll tell you about the Eagles because it leads into the Titans here. Uh-huh. Um, because the elephant in the room right now is that the Eagles moved up four spots in their power ranking uh, because they received wide receiver A.J. Brown in a trade with the Titans. Right. Um, the Titans then, therefore, in losing A.J. Brown and having a lackluster draft, uh, moved down six rankings. So right Oof. now... Uh, the Eagles and the Titans are neck and neck in those power rankings. The Eagles at 15 moved up four places, and the Titans at 16 ranking moved down six places. Now, what do you feel about either of these teams? Um, What I'm wondering is, all right, so I'm looking at who the Titans took in the first round. It looks like they took Traylon Burks, Arkansas wide receiver. That's right. Obvious, obviously, this is not someone that's going to fill in for AJ Brown right off the gate, but you really need to. Uh, they they had to go this direction, I would imagine, after mm-hmm. you know the trade. So I'm I'm curious uh, what they were originally thinking for their first round draft pick. Um, but then after this AJ Brown news, you know, you really have to go wide receiver. So um, I think it's not tit for tat, uh, but they made the right decision. Um, clear. It's clear why they've moved down so many positions. This is a rookie who, even if they plug him in day one, he ain't AJ Brown. So it, that right. doesn't really matter, and that's too big of a loss, you know, for for them to remain in a in a power ranking that feels strong. It just mm-hmm. is, you know. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I mean, look, they did the right thing in getting a position player that they needed, but it's certainly not going to make a, uh, a a a big difference here. No. Um. I thought something was interesting, and you mentioned this earlier as we get into uh, the Patriots here, who also have moved down, uh, uh, previously ranked at number 13, now being ranked at number 17. Um, their first round selection was Chattanooga guard Cole Strange, um, which is being deemed a significant reach by the draft community. Hmm. And I saw a little meme of Sean McVay... Yes, I saw this. His his reaction to this was like, like cracking up. Like, oh, what the hell did the Patriots just do? Like, they just took Colstra. Like, so I'm I'm like trying to research this a little bit and understand more because again, I am not proclaiming to know all things about um about uh-huh. uh, about college football, but it looks like I, he just wasn't ranked very high. 
And to go in the first round to the Patriots, it seemed to make people chuckle. I don't, I don't know, I don't know why, but it did. <laughs> now, do you prescribe to the thinking in Bill we trust or no? Well, I mean, I think you have to, you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of like I said to you before, it's like if if you just went down the list of like, everyone says this guy's number one, this guy's number two, and that's the way the draft went, like that would be boring. You, There must be something that these guys, the coaches, the scouts, there must be something they see in, in, in these guys that they have to apply outside of the normal, uh, you know, ranks that they see. So uh, Bill must have seen something in Cole Strange, Sean McVay, not so much. He got a real chuckle out of it. Hey, I mean, they do need someone, a la an offensive guard, to protect Mac Jones and then throw the ball to Devontae Parker. So maybe he's on to something? Who knows? I guess we'll see. I thought this was interesting as well. So um, the Saints, the Saints moved up four uh, spots from 22 to 18. However, um, they were unable to... Uh, draft a safety and so right after the draft ended they actually signed Tyron Matthew that's their new safety so I think that actually I think that actually helps them out I mean look the Saints have a really really rough division that they're playing in with the Bucks there but you know what defense is going to help you especially when you're you know playing against the likes of a Tom Brady so they didn't necessarily do great in the draft but they did pick up Tyron Matthew right after that and that in itself is a great pickup you know, uh, that is a great pickup. And anyone who has the nickname Honey Badger, I'm <laughs> in. I'm totally in. <laughs> we we talked a little bit about the Jets already. Um, they they seem to move up four spots, so a relatively favorable yep. um, draft um, for them. The Giants as well moved up a couple spots. Um, the Bears moved down five spots, which to me means they're not confident about their quarterback. Um Allen Robinson has left for the Rams, and arguably they didn't pick up anyone in the draft that anyone feels excited about because they went down five positions. I mean, I can't even find who they drafted in the first round, and that in <laughs> itself feels like a really big issue. Well, um, that's the that's the other crazy thing too, right? So like in all these, I mean, the, the recaps of all the, the draft stuff is incredible, but you do have to remind yourself that there are teams that don't get first round draft picks. So much of what we've talked about in the offseason with trades and all these moves you know, some people are trading away first round draft picks. Some people are only getting, you know, some teams are only, you know, tapping in in the second or third round. And so that's obviously this is where it comes into play when you're like, oh yeah, so-and-so went to this team for XYZ draft picks. Like now you can see it because you're looking through it and you're like, oh shit, the Bears, they don't even have anyone on the first page of this. Mm -hmm. Nothing in the first round. Like they didn't get anything till the second round. So that's... That's where those trading of the trade, trading of the draft picks becomes really interesting because not every team's got a first round draft pick. Well, it seems to me that they did not weapon up just in looking <laughs> at the players they did draft in the second round, which with all due respect, they drafted uh, cornerback Kyler Gordon in the 39th overall pick, seventh in the second round. And then again, uh, Jaquan Brisker, who is a safety, um, and that was in a trade from the Chargers, I believe. But in any case, um, those were both in the second round of the draft, and seems to me that they need other weapons in order for Justin Fields to perform. Yeah. And they don't have Allen Robinson, so I think we need a wide receiver or something. 
Well, Kate, this has been very fun to talk through. In our two-minute warning of our drinking our drafts and talking about the mm-hmm. drafts, I will say that I feel like I learned a few things, some new players for me to research. Me too. Uh, and some new things for us to look at as we get closer to football season. But I definitely can also say I think I was way more excited about the draft last year. Like, all the guys we were talking about last year, I was stoked on and followed them. Again, I guess it's because a lot of them were on the offensive side. It's not to say that these guys aren't going to make an impact because, of course, they are. Um, mm-hmm. But it's just last year I felt way more um, I felt way more excited and attached to them and, you know, honestly even draft some of them on my fantasy team. So it's it's fun to, to follow this stuff, you know, as it happens, especially the power rankings. Um, but I was definitely more excited last year, let's be honest. I understand that because they're, like you said, at the very beginning of this show, it was shiny. We had some quarterbacks going in the first round. It was exciting. I mean, I was talking about like Jamar Chase. I was all like amped up. I was so amped up. And this year I'm like, oh, defensive lineman, defensive end. Uh." Again, I know they're going to have an impact. It's not the sexier side Mm -hmm. of things, but arguably it'll make a very big difference for these teams. Yes, that is exactly right. But I do feel more armed going into at least the season, if not our own fantasy drafts, knowing this information. And there will be many, many other episodes leading up to our fantasy team drafts uh, as we're getting to know these players and heading into preseason and all that fun stuff. So there's much, much more to come. But before we get there, we got to get through May. We got to get through June. We got to get into the actual uh, into the actual preseason. So with that, Michelle, um, I think we pick it up on Monday and, and do the huddle and just keep doing our thing so we can keep learning about all these awesome players. I'm going to go get a sauce necklace. Yeah, yeah, sauce it up.